Welcome back to the Fifth Dimension. We shall continue with part two of episode one, an interview with Barack Yalad Shadoshi. Now we're now we're recording audio. All, All right. right. So I I would like to continue off of what you said as far as drugs being a good thing. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not gonna just have a disillusions that like this is a very serious like. It's serious because you could also die from like this substance. Yes. I have no disillusions from that and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I'm not going to try to call it medicine and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Right. Because if it was like, I'm not sick. So like, <laughs> this is like, I shouldn't be doing this, but I want access to knowledge. And there's sacrifice when you want knowledge. Yeah, there are sacrifices. We There is a history of some of the most greatest... Um, Actors, actresses, uh, songwriters, uh, CEOs of companies um, that all had their hand in the cookie jar. All right. I say just be careful and be mindful of what you're doing and don't take it so lightly because we see the other side of the coin. And so we see the most brightest minds flip Hmm. okay and so everything should be done in moderation everything and respect what you are doing now if an altered state is what you want all right you can get that without really doing any enhancements all right you got to pay your dues all right that's versus one person who got rich parents to get him or her into that university and they can they have back doors and they give payments and you can get your child in even though their scores suck mm-hmm. all right or you have that kid who really studied hard to put themselves there all right so now that person has built strength because of resistance okay and that's what's important and so i would say first before you do any enhancements because all of us want to just jump on the other side but be careful of what you might see mm-hmm. because remember all right when you're doing any of these particular kind of drugs whether they're psychedelics all right, from DMT to shrooms to, you know, LSD. When you come down, you remember everything still. Mm-hmm. It's not like drinking alcohol or any of those things. Yo, you're in the pads, you're writing, you're doing things. Okay. And so this is different. And so, yeah, yeah, I hear the crows. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, actually, that's you know, actually, yeah. <laughs> all right, that's not actually a crow. That's a raven. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we got ravens. All right. So I know the calls between crows and ravens. <laughs> so anyways, right. Um, oh we got to be extremely careful um, when we're dealing with these enhancements. You know, that's like plugging a 200 like watt radio system into like a 3000 watt amp or something like it's it's just yeah Yeah. you're just gonna burn out it's gonna blow up all right and so 
some of the time we want that kind of boost, but we're not prepared for that kind of boost. Actually, if we're using the same, uh, so you know, you there's like a, a um, electronic uh, conducer that like helps um, the downs help the voltage. <laughs> you hear this guy? You hear this guy? Oh my god! No, 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 no! All right, all right, no, no, all right, all right, all right. You're right, but no. Right. Oh! <laughs> right. Yo, what are you hooking yourself up to? You got a dosage machine or something like that that lets them out in certain like an IV infusion. <laughs> so so now yes. this, this is me pushing. You see, this is why I need a camera on me because you can see my hands when I, when I tell you this. Like, I feel like you can always microdose. You can okay. always you can always add more salt to a dish. But you can't take away salt from a dish. So you have to do things, like you said, within moderation. But you got to like... Well, this is the thing that I've learned about dealing with um, sorcery and pharmacaeus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that, yes, dosage is everything. But it's also highly personalizable, right? Because, yes. it's like, you know, one dosage isn't the same meaning for you as it is for me, as it is for him, as it is for her, you know. Um, and it also comes to a certain degree of what you were mentioning earlier in terms of like, not everybody is meant to have that kind of access. Mm-hmm. So there's some times where it's like, you open up a back door to a room that is way above your pay grade. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, nah. That's like not... You gotta, that, that yeah. it can be very scary. Extremely, extremely, and I and I've had to learn to because you know whenever you go down this path, invariably there's going to be people who are going to come across your path and say, "I want to learn to do what you do," mm-hmm. or "I want to know what you know," and you know exactly what you said before. You got to be careful mm-hmm. with those curious individuals because I. Um, have had to learn the fact that it's like not very very few people are capable of going to the depths in a degree that I have put myself under you understand what I'm saying very few people are and I have to be extremely aware of that Mm -hmm. because I'm a very gung-ho kind of person I'm like no just let's do it right you know what I mean (laughs) and it's like I want everybody to have that attitude yeah but it's like that attitude will get a lot of people killed. Mm-hmm. They will never come back. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so I've had to have a certain kind of responsibility with being the bearer of these plants and all this pharmacaeus that mm-hmm. I have at my disposal and be like, you're not ready. Bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's a very delicate, it's a very delicate thing to mm-hmm. deal with, man. Yes. Yes, it it's is. It's a very delicate thing to deal with, man. I, I, I say leave it personal, like religion. You don't need a group. You don't need a cult or, you know, a circle right. of individuals to, to have an experience together. Um, it's a very personal thing. Um, also, too, I would say for anyone wanting to do any of these uh, hallucinogenics, um, to start... First, by learning how to navigate without it. Release it in your own mind. Mm. Release the DMT in your own. We produce it. You know? So, 
and that's that's an interesting thing because once you if you start off with a very I'm I, I very recently have been understanding the the very very important role of foundation mm -hmm. in everything that you try to do mm -hmm. you know and what you're talking about is not just one mode of going about trying to get access to the sacred without the psychedelics right on your own road but that's also a very strong foundation for whenever you do decide to go into the psychedelic realm because if you have that foundation very firmly based when you do go into the psychedelic realm it's it's like you're now navigating with the map there you go there you go and that's why I say you need to at least learn, go to driving school first. Right. All right? Because most of the time when we do these kind of things, these kind of partake in these kind of activities, um, yo, you kind of like take the back seat and mm -hmm. let it carry you. Exactly. All right? Me, on the other hand, I know exactly where to go. All right. I have the steering wheel, so I don't need to like if I did shrooms. All right. Listen, I have the I have the wheel. Right. I know exactly where I want to go and I know what to do and I'm not going to freak out. Correct. All right. And most people will freak out. So it's like you need to know how your car operates. All right, this is the blinker right here, the rear view right here. Mm -hmm. You adjust everything. You know what you're doing. All right, and if you're not prepared for this rocket ride, all right, <laughs> listen, this joint will definitely blast you beyond the moon. Yes. And you can have a psychological brink where um, maybe you will come back or not come back the same. Absolutely. And so that's why I'm very um, wary about drug usage. I at least want you to have the skills to do it yourself and get yourself to that level. And then when you're, you're able to comprehend it, then you can dabble a little bit more. But I say this to each his own, all right? Because in martial arts, we have internal to external schools and external to internal schools okay and what that basically means is that an external school starts with the surface and slowly goes into the internal all right my school is an external to internal school all right but then you have schools that start completely internal and move themselves to the external hmm. all right and so some people have an epiphany, like I said. You know, you have CEOs that form their companies because they tripped on LSD. Mm -hmm. And now you got Google, you know, <laughs> and now you got Facebook, and yeah. you got freaking, you know, Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. And you got all these guys sitting here building rockets and building these media platform networks, and you're like, how is this even possible? Are you really that smart or were you dipping into something? And no, oh, it's a mixture of both. Yeah. They have the know-how, all right? And this just took it to the extra level. Absolutely. So they were able to see it a lot more clearer, mm -hmm. all right? Um, and that's it. Like me personally, 
when I do any hallucinogenic, I see nothing but physics. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. Everywhere. Everywhere I look. And, it, and sometimes, I, for the average person, it would probably drive them crazy. But for me, it's I'm in a sense of awe. But the way that I perceive how nature works... I, I kind of see it playing itself out right in front of me mathematically. Hmm. That's beautiful. But that's also because of that's where my mind is. Precisely. So if your mind is in a bad place, don't do it. Don't do it. You know, because the last thing you want to be is with a person who has a bad trip. <laughs> and they can't get out. They can't get out. That's it for six, seven, eight hours, depending on what they had. And that's the worst. You might as well admit them. Because like, it, like, it, it can go really bad. A horrible trip. Because <laughs> I, 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 feel like I feel like sometimes people talk about bad trips and say, well, you know, this bad trip was necessary for me to work through this thing and that thing and this, this, that. And I was like, you've never seen a bad trip before. Because bad trips... Bad trips involve people coming to the brink of suicidality and homicidality mm-hmm. or actually committing that. That's mm-hmm. how bad it can get. That's a bad trip and you don't want to be in that fucking room. That shit is scary. Bro. It doesn't leave. We're no. talking eight hours. This is your boy. Yes. Going through this. You can't abandon him. No. It's not like someone mm-hmm. on the corner or whatever. Yo, I just met him in the bar. You know, I'm out. You know what I'm saying? That is a scary yeah. place to be. Yes. Man. That is a really scary place place to be and I think my first time being exposed to that I that was that is what really kind of set me in my place and I was like holy shit yeah I'm dealing with some real yeah you can't just do (laughs) this with anybody uh -uh, uh -uh, and so you normally when I do any hallucinogenics um mainly you know I never did LSD all right um I never did mescaline um, I grew up around it. A lot of guys back in the day, they used to call it Mikey Dots. Mm-hmm. All right. Mikey Dots. <laughs> this motherfucker. Mikey, Mikey Dots. That's a new one. Yeah. I have never heard that in a day of my life. <laughs> yeah, that's what we used to call them. Everyone had Mikey Dots. That's old school. That's That's 80s. (laughs) Yeah, because it was common. A lot of the guys in the hood, they would pop Mikey's. And so, you know, but the shrooms, you know, I remember the first time LSD was presented to me. And I, I just didn't like the idea. These guys were taking stamps. They were putting it on their tongues. And I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, until this guy, and I remember we were at Calhoun Park, um, and he was, he, he was, he sold LSD. He had the stamps all in his freaking shorts in the mm. back pocket. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was playing basketball. And, yo, you sweat. And he mm. had a bunch of those stamps, and they soaked all through his ass. And he had a crazy oh. episode. Oh, right. And it was crazy because he didn't even know why he was freaking bugging out because he, he didn't. It was involuntary. Oh, shit. <laughs> was, you know, so he's freaking he had like freaking 20 stamps oh, or so. God. So, yeah, it was he, it was a wrap. And so this man lost his goddamn mind. All right. 
And I said, no, I would never ever know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I just smoked that, but that I smoked would, my reefer. That would, reefer. Do, it. That would just, do it. That's it. I was like, reefer, reefer all. That's it. Reefer in my 40s, I was good to go. All right. But shrooms was introduced to me. And, you know, shrooms came up mainly when I was with my, you know, my white boys. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was like, hey, you know, and yeah, you know, and I'm like, that was the first time I did it too. Yeah, it's like eating exactly. mushrooms. I don't even like mushrooms, and y'all eating them. You know, <laughs> like to get where? Like, what the hell? You know. So I remember the first time I did it, and I was with all my brothers, the tightest of the tightest. And so if you're going to do anything like that, you want to be around fam, the tightest of the tightest. Mm-hmm. All right. And I remember we all did it. And I was like, okay, I don't feel anything. Mm-hmm. I don't feel anything. Oh, no. All right. And it was one of those things, yes. right? And so we were driving down the street. And number one, never drive. <laughs> On this stuff, no, no. I mean it's a different. I mean, like, just don't do it. (laughs) These are all rules that I agree with you with. That's crazy. Never do it, you know. So I'm in the passenger side, and we're riding down the street, and I'm like, "Yo, this looks like Las Vegas." I felt like I was in Las Vegas. All every light, it it just felt like bright Mm -hmm. lights everywhere. So I was extra illuminated, and then we went into the mall, and I was just paying attention to every fine detail. I could see everything like an eagle eye, Mm -hmm. you know. And I just was like, Oh my god, look at this, look at that, this, and things that I wouldn't normally notice. Mm -hmm. I was noticing, all right. It that was as far as it went for me because of the dosage. Mm-hmm. That I took. So I was just very heightened in a sense, but not where it was like, oh my God, like when most people talk about, you see the pink elephants? The hell no, I ain't seen no damn pink elephants. You know, what the hell are you on? You know? <laughs> so, but as I became more experienced in the spiritual realm and knowing what it was like to step outside of my body, and so. I became very experienced with that and I started using uh, shrooms as a more of a kind of like an accelerated movement to get where I need to go. So instead of spending two, three hours to get there, because the most time, I mean, the average time I meditate, when I do something, I have to put a timer on because I lose it. And so there's times where like, a day, like like a whole half a day would go by. Mm-hmm. And I would wake up and I would miss the whole day. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Just through still meditation. Because I'm enjoying myself. This is not relaxation. This is different. All right? I, I want people to understand. This is not me sitting here and just breathing in and out. You know? And then you're like, wow, you did that for like eight hours? Or wow, how? No, that's not that. I was not in my body, you know? So that's a whole nother experience. Time does not exist there anymore, all right? So now when doing um, shrooms, it just gets me where I need to go 
much quicker and it puts me in a place where I can get my work done. Right. All right. So it's the equivalent of me walking to work or going into the subway Boom. and just getting there. <laughs> that right there is a beautiful metaphor. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's exactly what it is. Because the subway is also dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Goes way underground. Ooh. Many tunnels yeah. and rats and mm-hmm. all types of other creatures down there. Yeah, man. So, you know, that's why I, I support it. Only in a sense, if you have the actual experience of navigation soberly. Right. All right. And then when you do that, it takes it to the next level because you know what you're doing. It's like getting a new pair of Jordans. You know? This is, um, this, this, uh, I was thinking the other day, remember you and I, Compton, we went, we went to your house on a mm-hmm. late night yeah. and you threw on that scene from Dr. Strange. Oh my man, hit the third eye, and then he just blasts off into this f-ing ultra dimensional world, and he's like, just like falling. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." My man, my man was like, "Yo, that's ayahuasca," and I was like, "Yeah, but the whole thing, but 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 like the the point should be that you're not just falling that." While you're falling, you can be like, hold up. What's that? I'm going to go over there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You could you could pause the whole thing and decide, I want to go over there. Who are you? And start asking questions. What? Oh, you're, oh, okay. Hey, nice to meet you. The, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah, you're, not, like, you're not just like, oh, in all of it no more. Right. You're more of like, okay. It's, it's the you're same as being here. Correct. It, Correct. it doesn't change. Not at all. You know, it only at the very beginning stages, that's when it's really trippy. You know what I'm saying? Because now you're like, oh my God. If you can get past the part of dying. Yes. All right. That's the first part. All right, and that's just off my experience. No, I, if you I, can get I past agree. dying, all right, mm-hmm. then you will be able to see. Mm-hmm. All right, and then when you're able to see, you'll be amazed what's in this room, mm-hmm. and you know they're here, they're around us. Some of them don't have the force or the energy to interact mm-hmm. in that way, and some do. All right, because they've served their time long enough. Mm-hmm. See, once again, going there, that experience. So if you stay there, once again, time doesn't exist in that realm. Mm-hmm. But if you've been there for a freaking millennium, yeah. all right, in our times, we're like, well, damn, that was a millennium. Do you know how long you've been here? I don't know how long I've been here. I've been here. You know, that's <laughs> all you know. You know what I'm saying? It's not like right here. How old are you? I'm freaking 48. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. You know, if that, that doesn't exist over there. You know what I'm saying? So you're like, yo, listen, if that being is strong, whether it's a spiritual force, if it's strong, it can smack you, it can hit mm-hmm. you, it can do things. All right. But also, too, you have things that are not human to begin with. Are you prepared for that? All right. That's another thing, all right? You're expecting to meet something that may be similar to you, 
All right. But this is not. And so that's where you're 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 punching a hole into another realm that you're not. Yo, this is like going. This is like what Final Fantasy eight. You know what I'm saying? It's like, damn, I'm in this RPG and I'm got swords and I'm fighting goblins and trolls and this is Lord of the Rings. Oh my God. Now, what happens is, is this, right? Is that now you experience all this wonderfulness, this amazingness. So now when you come back here, this becomes boring. Mm-hmm. All right? And so... You have to find the balance to make this world and that world even out. All right? Because what happens is if you can't do that, then you find yourself doping. You find yourself doing too much to get away. All right? To go back. Yeah, and that will mess you up in the worst of worst ways. All right. So you have to find once again, it goes back to finding the balance. If you can do it without great, because that's the goal. Okay. if you use any enhancements, let's just look at that taking you further in. Okay. Mm -hmm. so now you can go to Angel Gate. All right. You were just dealing with just regular uh, entities that didn't transition and they're just walking in the streets or whatever there's lots of bodies out here just wandering mindless spirits wandering all over all right so you get a chance to see them but now you can take it to the next level and now you can be like yo damn i'm sitting here dealing with the principalities of air i'm dealing with the principalities of fire you know what I mean? You're taking it to those next levels where now we are getting the secrets of nature and how it works. Mm-hmm. All right? And applying the physics to go in with it. But, but it adds on to what you said. You have to bring it back here. Here. Yes. And absolutely. Yes. And I think uh, an interesting part of that is like whenever you are dealing with these elemental forces, mm-hmm. right? It's always important I have found it's like you're bringing it back here in the sense of like if I want to interact with the elementals of fire over there I need to learn how to build a fire here right I need to learn how to not be a to interact with fire in a way that I don't fear it that I can build a relationship with it mm-hmm. you understand what I'm saying yes and then that will then open the gate to me having a true relationship to build over there. Right. With those elements. Yes. And now we can start to work. Yes. And you can learn so much more. And that's why I said it starts with the below first. Correct. You know, mm-hmm. and once you understand that, then you're able to go. See, listen, and this is kind of twisted, but, you know, when we listen to the Christian story of hell, hell is earth. Mm. all right this this story whether you want to play dimension games and all that no it says in the scriptures that this dominion was given (laughs) unto uh uh, shaitan or satan all right and so hold on go ahead shaitan shaitan uh more that's more of the arabic way of saying satan satan all right i i just feel a certain way because um the most powerful spell is names. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And pronunciation matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Because you can go ahead and invoke the wrong form by accident. Mm-hmm. Correct. And that was really important. That's that's important. Yeah. And I want I want that recorded. That is important. <laughs> you, 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 you can in, you can invoke the wrong form of the same entity that you're trying to invoke based yes. on pronunciation. Because like, once you go to these higher realms, then you're like, oh, these are different dimensions, and you're just calling things from different dimensions here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what. Well, what I want you to understand is that no, there everyone has a nickname. Mm. All right, you have a nickname. I'm sure your parents or in your family they call you something different than your name, probably. Right. All right, and we all do, and it spans it expands upon many cultures. I have multiple names. Mm-hmm. All right, and so it's not. All right, first, yes, knowing how to pronounce a name. But also, too, knowing that that particular entity has names across different cultures. I just feel that names bring out a certain different behavior. Uh, yeah, it based on who you are. Like, for instance, if you called me BJ, mm-hmm. I would look at you funny because I never told you that name. That's what my mama First calls First of all, me. that sounds disrespectful. All right, no, but no, no. But <laughs> well, I'm just saying. Well, coming from you. you yeah, yo, like, yeah. But the point is, is that that's something close and personal. Mm-hmm. So only my family would call me that name. Mm-hmm. Okay? My family calls me Nejon de Wissefier. Mm-hmm. All right? That's my name. Mm-hmm. Okay? But that's a family name. Mm-hmm. All right? And the majority of people, people know me as Barack. Mm-hmm. All right? That's my public name. Mm-hmm. All right? So it's one of those things. I even also too my birth name, all right, with Barack was Julius. Mm-hmm. All right. Now when you look at the etymology of the word Julius from Joe's, all right, or um there there are much deeper meanings to the word Julius, meaning someone soft and tender. <laughs> and you know, so when you go to the, the actual building blocks of the name, whether it's in Latin or Spanish, it has its meanings. Mm-hmm. All right. And that and that's interesting when you know the names and what they stand for. Lopez. All right. The name Lopez means lycanthrope or one of the wolves. Wow. All right. So and this is Spanish. Lopez. All right. So when you look at the word Lopez, all right, lycanthrope, all right, when you hear it from or lichen or um, in French, Lou Garou, Lou, that L, there's always these L's, Lou, Lo, you know, Lopez, mm-hmm. all right, so all of this, depending on what country, what language you speak, and you can break it all down. And so you're like, wow, my name means like, king of the wolves Mm -hmm. i never knew lopez meant that oh whoa that changes how you move well that explains a lot on why i act the way i do Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you need to study your names study your names because there are many variations of them and how they all connect together all right but we we have to be mindful of the, the, the forces that lie around us, all right? 
because it can eat us alive entirely. Okay. So when we talk about these forces and you jumping around, like I said, you can bump into some of these forces and it will destroy you. It will eat you. You know why? Because you didn't travel with a Merkaba. All right. Now what's a Merkaba? Well, you're looking at one right here. This is a form of a Merkaba. All right. This is Hebrew for a shield. All right. Your spaceship or star ship. Mm. <laughs> All right. Why are you traveling without a suit? Ooh. <laughs> yo. <laughs> so, yo, I so need, you I, I need this phone to charge right now. Yo, <laughs> yo, listen, literally you are jumping into this realm with no condom on. Mm. All right, and just thinking willy-nilly and you coming out because you didn't get catch, you didn't catch anything. So, well, I'm good. I didn't get anything. You know what I'm saying? And yo, don't run on that. You should always be protected when you are jumping out there. Mm -hmm. So you should always be in your starship or Merkaba. All right. Nice. So, <laughs> you know, and these are just one ones of astro traveling. You know what? <laughs> That was a lesson for me because like I I know that but then some days I'm just like it's just I'm just microdosing I just want it's raw dog it. and and I do and I <laughs> thank you I I needed to hear that mm -hmm. yeah you know I mean we can't be taking this lightly at all if we're out here we're out here you got to ask yourself why are you doing these things in the first place what are you trying to gain from this you know, and if you're burning energy, you're just burning resources, you know, and that's what we find a lot of the time. You're just burning resources, uh, resources, and uh, you end up polluting the environment. Mm. That's it. Yeah, that's it. All right. And by that, that means how you carry yourself as a person around other folks, mm. you know, so we just got to be a little bit more responsible of what we do because like I said um, you tap into that other realm you're not ready and you meet something that is very unseemly your your body becomes a vessel a door a portal for it yeah. all right you made yourself available this is what we call being naked all right you presented yourself completely naked in this other realm all right, and you expect not to be invaded? Mm. That's like going in a strip bar and not throwing up dollars or being lured to something. They're naked. Mm -hmm. You're in there because they're naked. Like this mother <laughs> really came in here without his shoes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, are you kidding like, me? What? <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, yo, come see this. I mean, like, you straight butt naggy. You know what I'm saying? So what do you think people would do if you did that right now in the streets? How do you think people are going to oh, respond? Man. The shame you'll get down the street. Up and down. But no, you get a mixture of things. Oh, yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. You get a mixture. You got the guys on saying, hmm. Yo, you get the other ones, yo, he wow, yo, yo, go get him. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, you get a mixture of different responses. All right, and that's the same as above, so below. Mm -hmm. So you, you. It depends on what you're wearing, what you are doing. Are you wearing your crown? Do you believe and know that you have the power and strength to control entities mm. and not just bumping your gums, but you actually interacted with these entities yeah. that are non-human, never been human? All right? You think, yo, listen, think about the kind of mm, the juju you need to have for them to respect your measly little flesh. All right? Think about that. So now, and even in order to do that, think about how healthy you have to physically be, okay? First and foremost, in order to do any of these magical works in this realm, you have to be physically healthy. That's the reason why <laughs> I have always told people that if you ever find anybody claiming to be a spiritual teacher or a priest of anything or anything da 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 and that mother is out of shape he's a charlatan <laughs> straight up straight up and down it's full of you know what i mean because exactly what you said there's a prerequisite involved it it depends what kind of energies or entities you're dealing with mm -hmm. like you don't have to be in shape if you're dealing with uh earthly uh spirits Mm. Right. So you could be a medium of sorts, you know, and deal with uh, past relatives mm. and be out of shape and things like that. Right. Um, now, it's one thing. It depends whether you're hearing or if they're coming into you right. and they're possessing your body. That's a whole nother thing. So mm. you want to make sure you can kind of get control of that, because depending on the strength of that entity, but now when you're dealing with something that is other than, that is not human, that is something straight out of fairy tales or whatever the case may, legends, you know, and now that's different. That's Gandalf. That's like, you shall not pass. And, and that, that demon is coming. And that thing is like all the way up, like freaking 30 stories high. And you're standing there in front of it, commanding it. Think about that. What kind of person you have to be to do something like that? Most people can't do that with a bigger man in front of them. Mm. <laughs> Just a, a really big dude in front of you. You start to cower and be like, yo, <laughs> right? Like, no, I can't deal with that. That dude's going to pound me to the ground. You already lost that one. Mm -hmm. So now how, how about something else? That is an infinite amount of years old. Mm -hmm. Like you, what do you got for me? Mm -hmm. And you can control it because it will touch you. Mm -hmm. And it will destroy you. But if you are 100% confident, no more different than what the scriptures of the Bible says, that I can remove the demons out of you. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're talking real serious juju here. All right. We're not talking about fake pastors that, you know, pastors that heal you with a touch and all that. We're not talking <laughs> that, you know, we're talking real serious power. All right. Power enough to control the masses. 
mm. all right, to control, to rule on how we move as a union, all right? And we see this over and over and over again. And we hear stories too. And let's not be so quick to gobble up a lot of the conspiracy theories and, you know, these secret cults and the music industry and these cults within the government and all that other stuff. I mean, listen, are there, are there uh, fraternal orders within the government? Absolutely. All right, absolutely, because they're in college. Mm -hmm. All right, <laughs> so they're grooming you. You groom. Yeah. That's how college grooms you. All right, mm -hmm. so you know it. This this it's always been that way. It's always been that way. So no, that's not the debate. All right, what I'm saying is is that what your purpose is in that order and what your position is in matters, and. On top of that, knowing that you're a part of this corpus mm -hmm. or corporation or this body, that's what it is, this body. And you have a particular function. Your function is just to make sure that every time that person clips his nails, you put it up a centimeter. That's your only job. Mm -hmm. That's your only job within the body and then you got others that work <laughs> other more major parts but that's your position within that body and so that body is what is able we call that a living giant hmm. all right so when we talk about giants in the world all right these are the giants that people are afraid of because they can either destroy your life or give you more access to more powerful living. Mm -hmm. All right? So this is the actual, when we talk about the Nephilim or giants mm. that walk the earth, these are corporations. You know what I'm saying? The corpus, the bodies, these large bodies, all right, with these insignias <laughs> all over the place. When you look at... Um, Time Warner and you look at these insignias and you see the spirals and all this then a third look at that that's a cyclops that, that's one of them <laughs> you know what I'm saying and so they are known by their sigils and their sigils are specially made they, you think they just throw AT&T up to look like that no there's a science behind it you know, there's a science to look at all these corporation sigils. All right. There's something deep behind all of them because there's a lot of spell work behind a lot of it. All right. Um, there's um, what we call like the the there's a word that I'm looking for, but you have the blacksmith. I believe he was in um, Greek times. What's his name? But he made magical weapons. All right, to kill the gods. <laughs> uh, I can't. I think it is Festus. Festus, yeah. I, I, I think so. You know, and so it's crazy when, when you think of this. Maybe you could Google it. You know, but the point. Oh, let me Google this. Hold on. That's, that's that's my job. I'm a producer. Don't do that. Don't do that. I got it. I got it. You know, but this this is amazing. And so they build these tools. 
and if you can get access to these tools, whether it be Ethereum or Bitcoin or whatever you're working with, and you know how they function properly within the stock market as a tool, you can manipulate things. It was Hephaestus. Yeah, it's a Hephaestus. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm talking about. And these are tools that take down other powers. All right. So giants war against giants, but they stomp out the little people in the middle. It's like ants. All right. Now think about this. Right. How do you feel when you kill an ant? Nothing. Yeah. Look at that. Think about that. Not a damn thing. You don't feel a damn thing. All right. It's considered a pest. It ain't even considered to be equal towards you. It's easy to kill. Now, why is that? Because of size, I feel like. doesn't matter. It could be a deer. It could be a possum. Well, like, I, I've, I've always felt like, because, like, I could squish a cock. Well, I guess it's more about perspective. Because I could squish a cockroach, and it's not a problem. Because, like you said, I see it as a pest. Mm -hmm. But it's like, when I, if I kill a chicken or I kill a goat, I feel something. So now you're putting life above another life. What's up with that? Yo, that's kind of ill. Well, I'm going to add on to that. <laughs> because I used to not fuck with spiders until I knew what spiders behaved at. And I knew that they kill flies. Mm -hmm. So I've been letting the spiders rock. Because the fly situation at the apartment I was in at the time was crazy. So you gave the spider a sense of importance because of its duty. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now, what about everything else? So that's what I thought. Yeah. Because everything has a duty. Yeah. All right. So we have to really question deeply inside. Even some of the most spiritual people I know are afraid of moths mm. or or certain insects. And you know, and I'm like, wait a minute. You're a self-proclaimed witch. Mm. And you're afraid of that? Mm. You know, so I'm questioning a lot about what is your connected, how are you connected to Earth? Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Now, I, I get that we have fears and all, but, yo, you're supposed to be supreme mother nature. Mm. You know, and so if we are, who's to say that a lamb is more important than an ant? Who put that there? Why? What? I mean, how do we? And so now we see this and notice because of pathology of human nature. And it goes back to slavery and all that other stuff. And you can see where all that stuff twines in on what's considered worth something and what's considered not worth something. And so that creates a problem. And so when you look at these corporations, we're all put in that particular position. So it depends where you stand within that corporation. But most corporations, they don't acknowledge us. We're not a part of the body. Right. All right. So it's easy to stomp us and stamp us out. Mm -hmm. It's nothing. All right. And we just got to deal with it. And that's the kind of society we live in. And um, this is why nothing's going to go anywhere until that's completely abolished. All right? So we've essentially conjured up 
these giant entities that are running on a program that has no personal relationship to any one of us. Mm-hmm. That's it. And it's just living to survive and I will destroy whatever I need to destroy to survive and grow. That's it. That's That's insanity. it. That's it. And so, like I said, <laughs> yeah, it, nothing's going to change. Completely overrun and invaded. Yeah, that's it. So either you get with the program or you don't get with the program. And so some of us, we choose not to get with the program. And because we live in this, uh, this on this earth and it's so uh, bountiful and plentiful, we can create our own tunnel network. So we don't necessarily have to be with you, all right? We can set our own organizations, our own movements, all right? And so these guys look at us like the disease, all right? Because we're the bacteria, you know what I'm saying? We're the viruses that they want to abolish. Oh, that's (laughs) fascinating. Because you're talking about the microorganisms running the show. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? And it's interesting when you when you look at it from a bird's eye view and you're like, wow. But this is why we have the problems we have today and they will never go anywhere. When we talk about racism, uh, inequality, all of what's going on, um, yeah, it would be great mm-hmm. if it all is gone. I would like to take a, every racist I don't care when I say um, not not even that um, I I like to make a distinction because you have racist and racist is more of a socioeconomic kind of thing because they have the ability to control um, where you work and whether you can get loans and all that that's a little bit deeper and different and then you have these prejudiced individuals but I rather gather them all up Put them in a rocket ship made by Elon Musk, <laughs> all right, and release them into the vacuum of space. <laughs> all right. And that, I believe, should eradicate the problem. <laughs> okay, then I have more hope that we would get, we would do better as a human race. But that's not going to happen at all. And we have to live with this. And this is never going anywhere. So they will never, racism will never be solved. Mm-hmm. All right? We're going to keep dealing with this forever and ever. Mm-hmm. All right? Until we start colonizing other planets and moving out and doing whatever. I would want it to be, I would love for someone to challenge me on this. But I don't ever see it disappear, um, disappearing. Because um, there, I mean, look it. Everything that has happened on to this point, all right, has not really changed much since Jim Crow, all right? And Jim Crow wasn't too long ago. Mm-hmm. It's during my time, my parents' time. Think about this, all right? And so if you make it to 50, 55, most, most people who are like 55 and up lived during the time of Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. Think about that. All right? 
And now you're here and it's 2021. And we're still having these same discussions at the dinner table today. Mm. Yeah. And, and it's sad because you're like, how can we, what is we going on? Past, we could have moved past this a long yeah, time. Yeah, uh, what, what is going on? But what is going on, I tell you, is that the government hasn't made its peace. They haven't, they broke their promise. If they kept their promise, then I can point the finger at you. All right? You chose not to be productive. You choose, you made the choice that you made. But now when we're dealing with a situation where you got the haves and the have-nots, and then you look at it and you tell a bootless man to pull himself up by the bootstraps when he has no boots (laughs) to begin with. So that's a difficult situation. So being in New York, I mean, like, think about it. Like, look at the homeless population. That's unnecessary. Unnecessary, but it's a runaway train. You know oh. what? And and I think to to kind of like give people perspective about this because it's like, for example, living in the projects is not a good thing by most standards. But it's a good thing. But that's what I was. That's what I was yeah. gonna get to because it's like, but before before I ever lived in the projects, I was bouncing from room to room to room that I could barely afford. You know what I'm saying? With me and my moms, like, they didn't have too much in terms of, didn't have too much in terms of, like, living standards or space to call my own because mm-hmm. it was kind of like nomadic living. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? But once I got that apartment in the <laughs> projects, B, I didn't give a f- that they were crackheads smoking crack outside my door. I didn't give a f- that my staircase sp- smelled like piss. I was on some like holy, f- I got a f- place to live in and call my own, uh-huh. a full apartment in a full space. My whole life blossomed uh-huh. from there from uh-huh. that point forward. I enrolled myself in college. I did X, Y, and Z. I got a job. Right, I, like you know what I mean. And you do not understand, yeah, how those very basic necessities completely change your life. Yes, completely change your life. Yes. Now I have a boot that I can actually grab a strap. On. Yes. That alone means so much, all right? And, and, and so for, you know, our brothers and sisters that were born here in America, there's one perspective. And then you have our brothers and sisters who come from other countries and islands throughout the Caribbean. And they come from places where they come here and they go to the PJs and they're like, are you kidding me? This is a mansion. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, was, yo, y'all are complaining. This is bad. This is the hard knock life. Are you kidding me? You know what I'm saying? Yo, we this never had luxury. footballs. We put sand in sock. <laughs> you know, we tied it in a knot, and that's what we used to throw. You know? Yeah, See, man. you guys got stores, and you can get all this, and then you have a nerve to act like that. And then you can see why some of us, you know, uh, it, it doesn't matter from across the board, but we become strivers, mm-hmm. all right? Because we know that there's so much out there and we want to get it. Mm-hmm. But also, too, you are dealing with a lot of forces that don't want us to have it, mm-hmm. all right? Because that's a sense of power. 
And when you have that kind of power, it's different than strength. All right. Like I tell folks, right, me being a sensei, um, I can say you're stronger than me. You're stronger than me. All right. You look like, huh? No, that's real easy. I'm not the strongest dude. Just because I'm sensei doesn't mean I'm stronger than everybody. No, that's bullcrap. Mm -hmm. That's an illusion. All right. Power. Well, that's different. <laughs> that's different. That's something that comes from within. That's something that I've learned to master and harness very well. So, yes, if I touch you, it will feel different. It's not because of strength. It's because of power. All right? And so if you learn to manifest that that, was, that, that is within and move it out, all right, that is what we call free thought, free expression. Mm -hmm. That's what makes you great. That's the power within. All right? But we rely on surface, and we try to assert our authority. Mm -hmm. All right? With strength. Mm -hmm. All right? And that's where we go wrong. All right. And so I want to make that very clear. Even though I'm sensei, I'm not stronger. No. You know what I mean? You're, there's always someone that's going to punch harder. There's always going to be someone that does something better. The only reason why you're here is because I possess something you don't have. Mm -hmm. All right. And that's it. It has nothing to do with athleticism. It's knowledge. And you want more of that knowledge. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to end it on that note. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Yo. Yo, listen, This is it's fire. Great. This is great. Great. This absolutely great. great. Thank you. Yo, great. listen. I, um... What do we have here? Ah, yeah, I can use this. Nice. All right, definitely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, I can use this right now. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> to bless the house. Yes, absolutely. You know, that's another thing. Uh, you know, 101, I like, to, uh, I like to mention sage. Most people use sage to cleanse the house. All right? And we've been taught that over and over again. Use sage to cleanse the house. Sage is used to bless the house. Mm. Interesting. Uh, all right. Difference. Cleansing is a whole nother set of herbs that you need to use depending on what you may think rest in that house. Mm -hmm. All right. So I just wanted to put that little tip out there. That's more of a hoodoo, voodoo tip. You know what I mean? Because you have different reasons, but we hear this. I mean, we you know how back in the day,
people would say things and not really know what they mean, but mm. say it because it's been repeated over and over and over again, yeah. and then you just kind of regurgitate it's that. Been a telephone game. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it's like that, and and so that's what happened a good portion of the time. Mm. You know, we just repeat it because I heard it from such and such, and I heard it from such and such, and it goes down that line. Um, there's so many things that I've learned um within just spiritual practice herbal practices that were done completely backwards but the person didn't know so the heart was in a good place but you know what i'm saying the practice and how you learned it wasn't you know what i'm saying it was confused it was twisted you know what i'm saying so yeah it, it kind of sucks it's like you know, believing in Christmas and Santa Claus to be told that, no, there is no Santa. Yeah. And you're like, what? What do you mean there's no Santa? Uh, it's all fake. Uh, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Santa's actually Wooden. And you're like, what? Who's Wooden? Okay, let's go to the Norse mythology and let's da 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 da. You know, and then you start going and you're like, oh my goodness. Wow. I never knew. I never knew. Why do you think you hang reefs on your, your doors? And you'd be like, wait a minute. What is that for? That's to be the snares to keep the spirits out of your house. Mm. You know? And then you got the halos and all that with thorns and all that. And then you start to play with this and you're like, oh my God. Always question this. But I was like, I thought this was Christianity. This just sounds like wicked. Yeah, yeah. The whole mistletoe thing and kissing under the All mistletoe, that, that, that went for war. Anywhere in that time in Europe, if there was a war happening and you were in the woods and there was a mistletoe, there was no war that day. Mm. <laughs> there was no war that day. It was a sign of peace. So... It goes a little deeper than that, but those are those little tidbits. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, so that's why when you see a woman and man and this and that and the third, it's the time to come together. Mm. <laughs> We're going to have a part two. Yeah. yeah there's going to be a part two. I'm, right? I'm going to have, yes. I'm going to get another camera. So, because I want to be included. Yes, 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 yes. We're going to yes. do a part two. We're yes. Do a part yes, two. let's do a part two. Thank you, man. Yo, this it's is a pleasure. Beautiful. Yes. And there you have it, folks. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. You can find more episodes on our website, thefifthdimension.co. That is T-H-E, the number five, T-H, dimension.co. You can also follow us at our Facebook page at The Fifth Dimension Podcast to get notifications on new episodes. If you would like to learn more about Barakulad and his school, you can reach out to his Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Barak Ryu Budo Taijutsu or the school's website, tenraiseishitsudojo.com. I will post both links on our website and Facebook page. A big shout out to my brother Compton Timberwolf, who joined us in this interview and helped out tremendously with audio setup, logistics, and the whole nine yards. You can expect to hear him in future episodes as well. And another big shout out to Barakula Shadoshi for taking time out of his day to share his insights with us. That was greatly appreciated. And this is your host, Macros the God. We'll see you next time on The Fifth Dimension. Peace.